Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, today we finish our series of Ryan. I have really, really enjoyed listening to this series, and I am so thankful for James and the rest of the crew for doing this recording, because it meant that I just had to edit it, which was really a nice change. It's it, it's a lot of fun to listen to a game that I did not have any participation in. So thank you very much for, for taking that on and for presenting this game to us. As I've said before, if you want a copy of Rhine, check out the show notes and make sure you pick one up. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. How about sort of almost a giant, not featureless, but very bare plains mm. of tall grass which just you get that um incredible like waves of wind that go through it so it's like very quiet very contemplative mm. Ooh, yeah i i think like that that makes me think of like the elysium fields mm. you know um but like just a, a more melancholic like purgatory-ish approach to that idea so like there may be like silver like grains. It's all very, very pretty. Like I think they might even reflect the sky, mm. but it's just there's they swallow sound. So it's just like the the constant rushing of, of wind back and forth, but like almost nothing else. And muted is the word that comes to my mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I think weirdly the wind seems to affect them but like you don't really feel the breeze and also it's not like a normal walking through tall grass thing where you like kind of trudge through it it's very easy you kind of like glide through it um despite it being all of this tall grass so it's easy to move through and and like muted and whatnot but also so indistinct there's it's very hard to tell like how much time is passing day to day i i remember going on road trips passing through kansas where my mother used to say driving through kansas is like being in a cartoon where the same background is running across a chase scene you're just like going through that and then all of a sudden it's like six hours later and you're mm. out of Can- kansas and it it looks no different from how you started that's sort of what we go through I think the only notable feature beyond the grasses that you see, and I say notable, there are quite a few of them, and they all kind of feel very similar, is you see the creatures of this land and like the titan of this land. And what I'm imagining them to be like are like huge, almost like cylindrical kind of shapes. Kind of like if you imagine lots of curves and lots of like bits folding in on itself, almost like a very like modern architecture kind of building. Mm-hmm. And they're just these cylinders Ooh. that just kind of roll through the grass. So occasionally like you'll be walking through like a flattened bit of grassland. And there are some that are very small, like the size of a mouse. And then like in the distance you can see the Titan, which is like a colossal version of it. I I like this because it also replicates another 
thing that that happens driving through the states, which is the wind turbines mm. that that you pass by. So yeah, it's like this kind of vast and featureless landscape apart from these massive, towering, like modern-looking abstract things. Yeah. Wind turbines is a good descriptor of what these would be like. Mm. Like, they're not towers, but, like, <laughs> similar vibes. Mm-hmm. I think eventually, though, it's like one of you said, where it's like, you're not really focused on your journey, but then at one moment you step foot and you realize that you're on a bridge and you're, like, above the river. <laughs> it's yeah, the end yeah, of the it's fields. Like, yeah. You're just like, wait, we're here. We're, we're at this bridge crossing this river. And it's almost like anticlimactic mm-hmm. in that way. But you know that like once you cross to the other side, things will be different. Like that's what everyone says, right? You rolled a ten, uh, which means you get to pick one from like what happens when you arrive in this place. So the options are an obstacle or situation is preventing further travel. Someone in your group needs rest. Supplies are running low or you need to make repairs. Someone or something demands tribute from you. Or a threat has made its mark on this place. Does anyone have one of those that they're drawn towards? Hmm. I f- feel like rest mm. or supply in that Sadie has been fully shouldering the weight of Granddad for, you know, however mm-hmm. long we traveled through all of that which might have made the travel even slower or might not based on how, how well we rolled and how little we were aware of time passing in there. But like, I think really to, to travel on an earnest, we got to address the wear mm. a little bit. And that might be replacing does, that um, gem. Does Sadie have a mantra? Mm. I don't think so. I, I You know, I kind of feel like Sadie hasn't been framing her life in mm. those terms, you know, and and you've been super invested in in trying to get Ochre to to do that. Like Sadie really hasn't been present mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in mind for that. Yeah, it rings maybe in uh, one of your heads, maybe Ochre more than Sadie. That you know, this hasn't the the, the walk to this new to 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 the bridge and the town facing the weird time isn't difficult in terms of the terrain it's just long it just feels endless and uh you know being able to kind of keep your brain occupied or psych yourself up to be able to do such an endless task sits you know within reginald the ninth's repertoire although you've not heard (laughs) the mantra from him for a few days hmm I think I'd like to pay attention to the world. Cool. Specifically, so when I do that, Adam, that's not a rolled move, is it? Um, it is a rolled move. Um, it yeah. is? Okay, okay. Cool. So I, yeah, in which case I would like to roll on that. I think at this point, I think I'm going to roll fabric cool. because I am feeling exhausted yeah. as well. I think that's Is this a- like on the bridge? Is this like, there's a sudden yes. crash of feeling? I imagine as you like step onto this bridge and there's suddenly like wagons crossing it and there's like noise that you haven't heard for days as like you see people going yep. into and from the village. There's probably a road leading from the bridge which is different to the, from the way you went. I'm kind of imagining that this bridge is like half built from this molten glass and half from like the similar sort of stone that those creatures were created from in the meadows. So it kind of like fuses together in this ungainly way. 
maybe the wagons themselves are kind of made from this glass that the moment it crosses the bridge kind of like crystallizes into its like final shape yeah okay i mean my intent here basically Mm. i'm paying attention is to um what have i heard that will allow us to find a bit of safe harbor because you know based on what reginald has just said the way that sadie generally is we need to be able to rest and repair so yeah so rolling fabric oh no this is very exhausting have you rolled a double again no i haven't rolled a double okay. i've broken that streak uh, but i got a four <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean someone could have helped as well we could, if uh but yeah yeah mm. how do we help oh, true yes. oh, yeah. what, what is that what does that do does that give advantage it can do yeah that... so when you help someone uh that you have a bond with you pick from a few options basically depending on how strong your bond is is with them mm-hmm. your bond is normal so you get to pick two things the options are they gain advantage they roll with their bond emotion instead of how they're feeling so like you pet them up in some way or annoy them in is what happened earlier mm. if they would stitch an emotion you stitch in their place or you take consequences in their place and you have to pick two of those if you've got a normal bond yeah uh definitely gonna be granting advantage mm. And uh, what was the thing apart from stitching in their um, place? Take consequences was... in their place. And also roll with the bond relationship. If we're fishing mm-hmm. for numbers, yeah. the advantage and the bond. What's your bond with Sadie? Well, mine is respect. Okay. Yeah, and mine is warmth. I need to, so, so yeah, I guess uh, roll with the emotion and roll with advantage. Yeah. Cool. Which feels like I've picked two good things yeah. instead of. How are you helping? So, so the what we're doing right now is just looking for a place to rest. Yeah, I'm kind of what I'm doing is kind of racking my brains about like what have I heard about this place because I can ask some questions about stories and tales of of the bridge. Mm. So I'm kind of lost in thought. Effectively, is what I'm doing. I think what Sadie does is i like the idea and let me know if if this fits with your vision then that i i think a lot of what compelled ochre to like go out and journey to see things is we grew up with these family histories that are you know in no small part influenced by the presence (laughs) of reginald so we have these ancestors who have done and seen incredible things and written about them And I feel like you have a journal where you've drawn scenes of things that are described in those because you think I might like to sculpt that someday. Mm. And so you're trying to rack your brain, like thinking through the stories. And Sadie, I'm going to say like we're both sort of seated in front of the grain, like kind of listening to the carts roll by as you're like trying to think of like, okay, we could go here, we could go here. I'm trying to remember, is this this place or this other place? And Sadie is just flipping through your journal. Ah. And like, we'll point to a thing that you sketched based on the description of this place or a feature of this place that one of our ancestors had in their journal. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yes. All right. So I rolled an extra one, which is a four. So I choose a three and a four, which is a seven. Oh. Still no stitches. And I've got a plus two. So it's a nine. Nice. Ah. Hey, hey. So you get to ask one. Okay. So I think basically it's what old tales can guide me. Mm, that makes sense. Tell me about one of your ancestors. Who, who has been here before? 
which which Reginald? <laughs> is it a, is it has Reginald been here before is with it, a different, or does this pre? Yeah, I think this Reginald? is I think is this, this is like a, a Reginald, Reginald the eighth. That's a previous yeah. Reginald. I agree. Is it Reginald the eighth? And is that Reginald Ooh. your father? Okay, I like Ooh, that. Mm-hmm. That's meaty. So Reginald eighth oh. here alone. Yeah. Oh. 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 Is is uh? Did Reginald the Eighth go on a quest to like visit the Starfall? Was that that Reginald's quest? And and corollary question mm. to this, Nathan. Reginald's, is it that you are a Reginald for the family until someone completes a quest? that gives them the honor of naming their <laughs> child Reginald. Ah. So there was this like long line and you are the Reginald who's like kind of stuck. Yeah, I guess I am the Reginald now. that failed oh. where all my forebears <laughs> managed to succeed. Okay. Especially since uh, it seems that I have been bound to exist within the mortal realm until I succeed at whatever <laughs> thing this is. Um so uh yeah there is god this is so much more pathos <laughs> now <laughs> there's 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 a uh, family trauma ma- manifests in multiple ways um mm-hmm. granted mm-hmm. all of um i think all of uh reginald's previous charges have not you know perished miserably i i i, th- I think you know reginald the ninth has looked after a whole bunch of uh following members of the family where maybe the previous reginalds did not care about that as much yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the previous like Reginalds have like guided people to do mm. great things, uh, which probably like puts them in positions where bad stuff happens to them or around them. And you have like done this thing because you're working to preserve people's lives where you guide people near <laughs> great things. But it never they they like don't take that extra calamitous step where they become mm-hmm. Great. Mm. Well, the idea of having to throw yourself into mortal peril to become great runs antithetic to Reginald trying to keep the members of his family alive. And uh, there's probably a lot of emotional turmoil in those like <laughs> moments just before greatness that uh, he doesn't really know what to do with himself. <laughs> so yeah, Reginald VIII, with no compunctions about this, destined for greatness and pushing others to greatness, has... I guess, arrived on the scene with some young squire. Maybe not even necessarily related to the family. Mm. Maybe some other kind of well-established name who has turned to the inkblots to help push to uh, feats of tacticians, of magic, of mathematics. And, uh, yeah, has en- 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 enlisted Reginald VIII to cross this bridge for greater adventure on the other side. I don't know what what the specific <laughs> path to greatness is, though. What was your question, Ben? Just to remind me. Uh, what old tales mm. can guide me mm. And I think maybe the specific thing that can guide you is... I don't know whether there's anything on your sheet that will back this up, Reginald. Mm. But I'm kind of imagining this is like a diary entry that you know about from like the way back from this quest, mm. in which Reginald VIII has stolen a piece of, either like a piece of the Titan that has kind of splintered off and they've kind of taken, or something from nearby, mm-hmm. that allows you to suspend time to some degree. Mm. 
And I think it's like maybe the thing that allowed you to do the ritual to keep yourself eternal, mm-hmm. essentially. And I think there is, on the way back, they hid out here, chased by the envoys of the falling titan who are trying to get this piece back that they had stolen. And maybe there's like a section of like glass caves where you you kind of exist in like this extended bubble of time where only you can be. If anyone else enters, like not in the same group, mm-hmm. they will enter like a, a separate instance of that of place. period of time. So kind yes, of either, it's yeah, either yeah. before or after, but never in this present moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's really cool. okay. So yeah, that that's a place where you could go and like lay low if you wanted to. Mm. A, a historical piece of refuge, which now suggests that the uh, the Titan fell and changed time while Reginald the Eighth was still alive for this for this like you know time mm. distortion effect to be possible within their lifetime. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is um, I guess a a, a brief. Uh, the first voice of Reginald that you've heard in a while. Yeah. I do remember my father having taken us here a long time ago. Now, what did he say? Oh, it's so hazy, but there is a place of respite. Oh, the the, the caves. Uh, Sadie, the, 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 there's... um. Uh, flick back a bit, flick back a bit. There, look, 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 there. There's a, I, I drew that based on the, the diary entry. Look, I think it might show oh, us where they are. This is... Oh, that does look quite Reasonably nice. accurate to what I remember. Oh, I, thanks. No, I mean, from what you've written, what from having interpreted the image of it from just text and visualised it into something actually startlingly true, your conceptualization is fantastic. Oh, I believe thanks. that's what he was flattered by, Grandfather. Oh, but now I'm super flattered because you—that was, yeah, no, great, okay. <laughs> well, let's go and see if I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's um, you like you like follow the you kind of go. Ooh, I like the idea of you step under the bridge from one side and only from like the left side. If you go down mm. the right side, it doesn't work. Ah. You go under the bridge yeah. from the left and walk under it, and you just kind of feel the cave manifest in that space to one side yeah and what does it look like when you're inside the cave is it just like glass walls everywhere is it like being inside a prison or something else i i think it feels like like the process of stepping into it feels like stepping into a funhouse mirror like you, mm. it's 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 almost like a reflection Ooh, it looks like a reflection in the water but doesn't quite match up with the rest of the water yeah. flowing around it and you step inside, uh, and then it just kind of like gravity almost tilts as you step inside this space, and it, it manifests as actually just an ordinary like limestone stalactite stalag- stalagmite kind of looking cave. Hmm. I think the thing is, um, as you're expecting, as you enter this place, you're expecting it to be like, if not calming, but like at least the quiet mood of a cave in some way. You're expecting it to be a place of sanctity or a place where you can rest. I think the moment that you step in, though, there is just this very angry feeling just everywhere in this in this space. Mm. I think the reason for that is that one of the envoys that chased Reginald VIII here mm. is here, but, like, frozen in 
like almost like imagining them like pressing through the walls mm-hmm. and frozen in status because you're in like a different instance but like the mood of it is just everywhere in this space i'm trying to imagine what this creature might look like if it's uh something that belongs to the fallen titan all i can imagine is it is it just like very bright mm. does it look like a shooting star mm. mm-hmm. like it's got this long tail and it's almost just this ball of energy that fires a a ball of energy with just like limbs it still has hands and legs as it reaches reaches forward i kind of pictured it lit in negative so all the parts that would be in shadow are its brightest and all the parts that would be lit by the space are are covered in shadow yeah that sounds great i think what we're playing with uh for the first time is that you can also like give features a mood mm. which is like hey this is the emotion that is in this place this is what it's like to be here and that could be like you enter your grandma's like kitchen and that feels very warm mm. but you enter this place and the mood here is angry mm. like there's just a rage here can we make a modifier and call it echoed rage because this is not rage of the present <laughs> Go for this it. is yeah. definitely yeah a familial both because this is clearly a point of family trauma that they were trying to escape being murdered by this envoy. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, the lingering resentment. Especially that you were yeah. here uh-huh. as a child, too. Like, mm. So yeah, like once a mood is in a place, basically if you roll with the emotion that's here, you get an advantage. Mm. If you roll against it, you get a disadvantage. You can also try and change the mood of a place as well, or a- an event. Mm. So that's something that you could think about if you decide to stay in these very angry caves for your moment of rest. Mm-hmm. It immediately gets Reginald's hackles up. Like, mm. despite it being, you know, um, him being exhausted and partially untethered, there is almost a uh, immediate, like, um, physical realization of Reginald as he, I think, takes the sword to the frozen-in-time envoy, and there is, like... A clash of space. Uh, I'll roll for it to see what happens on the other side, but I have a feeling this is like a, a futile burst of anger. Yeah, um, this sounds like a tempt the fates, because mm. it's, uh, we don't know how it's going to go. Let's see whether this mm-hmm, would work. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're tempting the fates with echoed rage. Yeah, so you gain advantage for this because you're acting with the mood of the space. What would be the modifier of this uh, mood of the of the territory? I guess I have to choose where how associated to it I am. I guess I am like it's another plus two. Like this is something directly yep. relevant. A four or five and a five, taking the two highest. So that's ten plus two, twelve. Yep, and you uh, will mark because you rolled a double. Yeah. Oh gosh! So my my strain on territory is now two. Yeah. So ten plus um. Some success, it goes as you said, as long as you meet the fate's demands. Mm. On a 10 plus, I get to make one demand of you. My options are, it'll cost you something, it goes mostly as you said, or it's the only time it'll work like this. So so what is it that you want? You want to just basically smite this creature? I want to break a shard off of the physical Mm. manifestation of past trauma and uh, <laughs> use that as the replacement gem. Not that dramatic irony, you know, Reginald doesn't know what to do with this thing. But uh, the idea of essentially hitting this thing hard enough, it shatters. And there's a glowing inverted brightness shard of the 
previous thing left behind. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this week I'm going to encourage you to check out the OneShot Patreon. If you like what we do here, there is so much available for you. The Secret Archive in particular is one of my favorite parts of the entire thing. It is all of the bonus content from all of the shows throughout the entire history of the One Shot Podcast Network. So it's not just stuff for this show, but there's bonus content for campaign, for character creation cast, for all my fantasy children, just all kinds of amazing stuff from some of your favorite performers. So if you have the means available, $5 a month gets you access to that level. For $10 a month, if you are a fan of the Campaign Skyjacks podcast, you can send letters to the crew of the Uhuru. You've heard them read those during the, the ends of the shows, and it is really just a treat to hear what the fans submit and how the, how the cast has to react to them. So really... The support over there really makes what we do here possible in in so many vital and important ways. As I've said before, I wouldn't have my job here without that Patreon. And frankly, as a stay-at-home parent, as someone who uh, has gotten really just less employable as the years have gone on, I am extremely grateful that I have uh, the skills and abilities that help OneShot do what it does and that I can make a living off of that. It's it's really it's really fantastic. So head over to patreon.com slash one shot RPG and if you're able to give us a pledge. Thanks, heroes. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. I kinda think that this being the only time it mm-hmm. works like this makes sense because this place is so unstuck in time. Your sword might be a real sword. On the moment sword. that Ooh. it kind of meets yeah. the entity yeah. for like a frame, a fraction of a second, it is a real and complete sword. We sort of see this glimpse of you as like this teenage squire mm-hmm. hitting this thing, maybe. Oh, yeah. Been given the strength training to carry a great sword and still isn't quite there yet. Yeah. But with an unbelievable heft, maybe gravity of follow through, we see this great sword collide with this uh, moment in time, cut the clouds in two. Yeah. And I think this, like, feeling. Does the feeling of rage go? Or do you just get a piece, like, or do you just get a piece of it that clatters to the floor? Uh. Hmm. I think it immediately breaks the emotion of the space. It might now change into yeah. something else, or kind of, you know, yeah. latent resentment, or maybe just silence, if silence is an emotion. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think there's like echoing was one of the words. I think there's just like an echoing in the space of like the steel of the sword hitting stars, mm. basically, like this, this metallic shit sound. And it kind of rings for a while, and it's a bit like when you hit like one of those tuning forks, and it just mm. lingers forever. And the creature itself seems to just like fade away, but on the floor in front of you is just this kind of pulsing hot inverted colour segment of it that you cut off. Sadie is going to walk over and walk up to it like 
sort of with a curious look on her face. I, I think her whole demeanor, like through this part of the journey, like has been labored and kind of like everything that she's doing. But like there's a little bit more energy and liveliness now as she picks up this tiny fragment that is, you know, essentially a piece of your time here that is also happens to be a fragment of a titan, which is sort of exactly the same kind of thing that mm. the emerald was that that used to be in uh, set in the brooch but the thing like she'd pick it up and goes grandfather i think that this could hold you but the last thing that i used was a point of pride, and I don't know that I would want to embed this in your anchor. Reginald looks to Sadie. You look so tired, my child. The existence of me bears heavy on your spirit. <laughs> As I imagine the existence of everyone's family bears on their spirit. There is a, there is like a, a thin, the thinnest <laughs> smile from Reginald. Quite. I would like to lessen my burdens, but I would love for you to lessen your burdens as well. Might we find a way to change this from what it is into what it could be? There is an indignant look from Reginald. My family is never a burden, but I do trust both of you to create something great, with or without my assistance. Grandfather, if that's truly how you see me, I must endeavor to be more stubborn. <laughs> These eyes are not right for it. And she'll turn to Ochre. You know the story of this place? Yeah. Could you make some, some art of this that might change its being and memory? Yeah, I'll give it a go. She, yeah, <sighs> she'll like hand you the brooch and the fragment. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, mm. I mean, no, it was a, it was a time of great danger and and and, and fear, and obviously this thing was, um, we were angry, and well, Granddad, I, that was um, quite the explosion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it is also basically one of the last great triumphs of this family, isn't it? So I reckon. I reckon I could turn this into a symbol of uh, something a bit more positive. <laughs> Reginald looks tired, but real. Like, despite having this moment of physical exertion, they have not become more translucent. They have not faded away. They've not retreated. They still exist corporeally for some strange reason within this mm. space. Uh, is he his teenage self or his moment of death self in this space this feels indistinct ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I, 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 both sit with me and we'll uh, and I'll work on this. We'll we'll work on this. I mean, I'll do the hand stuff, but you, you know, we'll you know. Very well. Immediately, there is like almost like there was this, there was previously a place in this cave, maybe where there was like a table and chairs or like benches or a campfire circle. Uh, Reginald goes to that place within the cave and sits cross-legged on the floor. I sort of get the vibes from Reginald that you kind of travel with like a little fold-out table and at least your father would have. Mm. Several squires Mm. with little sets to... Yeah, loads of little bits and pieces. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems that I I, I like the idea that in almost like the ancient Egyptian thing of Mm. being buried with things so you have them with you in the afterlife. Uh, Reginald was buried in the ceremonial armor in his legendary sword and (laughs) kind of nothing else. So there is there is there is no there is no Mm. table. There is no potential tea set. It is just only the memory. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we see a flickered, translucent memory, maybe from a different time previous or in the future, it's hard to tell, of a table that should be here. I I, I think Sadie probably wants to to sit across from Reginald and start to weave. And I notice my potential outcomes for weave, I could could stitch a wear or stitch the territories Mm. in motion. And I'm, I feel like what I'm going for is something between this um, and what Sadie's going to do is look at Reginald and go, Grandfather, could you tell us the story of your daring escape in this place? Mm. Very well. I do still remember that, I suppose. We We get... I, I think we even see it woven in tapestry as as this kind of story goes and uh, as uh, as Oka is kind of doing gem crafting. The great sword is actually Reginald VIII's. It was forged in this area. I think we've seen like there is there is a a process of having visited this and using the river water that this cave surrounds to kind of cool off the sword as it's been uh, weathered. And we've been using, we use it to specifically beat back whatever is kind of guarding the exit of, of this cave. And I, I think this is actually what kills Reginald the eighth in the quest of doing something no great. wonder this is <laughs> such a, a heavy emotional place. Hmm. Reginald VIII was able to command the sword to be as light as a feather, carryable with no weight at all, and uh, flung it into the air, to which it rent both himself and the target that was blocking the exit of the cave. Ah. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, with that, Nathan, with your permission, I kind Mm -hmm. of feel like I'm getting Reginald's assistance on this weave roll. And yeah, I I kind of think, be, like I'm either my my choices here are either to use mm-hmm. grief to to weave this, which it very well could be. It could also be I have as, as my minus one emotions exuberance, mm-hmm. which which we could be as well. Or what is the bond emotion that you have towards Sadie? The bond emotion towards Sadie is pragmatic. Yeah. 
like what 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 which which of those do you think cuz like we're we're reshaping the emotion of of this space right i think we're doing what needs to be done here this is it, it seems to be shared among that this is a, a a an unresolved part of the family history that has just lingered now literally for maybe even hundreds of years it's kind of unsure un, unclear how long reginald the ninth has been alive slash dead mm-hmm. And this is a way of actually closing the circle. It kind of feels like it's a mandatory event. All right, then, Adam, my question is, uh, when using the bond emotion, is Mm. that a plus one or is that a a zero because it's a normal bond? Yeah, if you don't have it, um, you just roll with fabric, so it's a zero. Okay. But you get get an advantage by the help, by the sounds of it. The fact that I'm helping you. Um, So Mm -hmm. what are you aiming to do here, just to clarify in my mind? What? I'm aiming to do. I think this fragment that we're using mm-hmm. here is a reflection of the the territory's emotion that is going to go into the brooch that Ochre is making the sculpture yeah. with. Mm-hmm. So I want to roll weave, which one of the things that I could do if I get seven to nine is stitch the territory's emotion. So mm-hmm. that that's sort of what I'm aiming to do, if that makes sense. Ah, so that one would be that you stitch your emotion for that territory. What you could do is there's a move called change the mood, which is like a general move okay. that anyone can do. But you obviously we can use this being your weaving, if that makes sense. Like in, yeah, in the yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. Change, change the mood sounds lovely. Just when you attempt to change the mood of a person or place, uh, say what feeling you want to change it to and how you're doing it and then roll. Okay. Which I feel like we've got a good understanding of how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. What emotion are you trying to bring out? Yeah, I I think so. We're we're caught between pragmatism and grief mm. right now uh, of what this place is. This is where Reginald's father died. Yeah, this is also arguably where Reginald crossed the barrier from being like a hero's companion to becoming the hero that he was in life. Yeah. Mm. There's still that echoing anger here as well, I guess, that's still lingering a little. So I think resilience. Mm. Persistence, maybe, after the castle. Mm. I mean, that that is that is true. Well, like, again, persistence mm. wasn't uh, gelling yeah. so much with Sadie, but resilience, I think, is like another shade mm. of persistence that is a little bit more positive. Yeah. Because that that suggests that you are changing and rolling with grief. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to roll. Th- it's I roll three d six and I pick the top two. Yeah. To roll with advantage. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like that is just going to be seven, as I've got six, one, and one. Mm. Do doubles trigger on? Uh, yeah. Advantage rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh, another one of those nice things I realized with like advantage and disadvantage is like in those moments you're more likely to. Uh, Mm, roll a yeah. double. Mm. Um, so yeah, did, did you say you're rolling with grief for this, or are you rolling resilience I, 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 I was rolling with pragmatism, okay, yeah, so, yeah. so plus nothing. Mm-hmm, cool. Yeah. So on a seven, um, you pick one. So on, and on any success, the mood will shift. On seven, you pick one. Mm-hmm. The mood only shifts slightly. The fates say what to. Changing it is strenuous, and you take wear. Or something here resents you for it. <laughs> I think something here 
resents us mm. for it. And my suggestion is whatever, like what we're doing is kind of navigating away from persistence towards resilience that is, you know, more grounded in abandoning family trauma and sort of surviving it. Mm -hmm. So whatever mm. specter of this legacy of heroism, whatever toxic specter drives that, I think grows angered mm. at, at like these people actually healing each other instead of continuing the cycle as, as proper. Yeah. Mm. I'm just reminding myself about the town more generally. Cause like, will this reverberate in some way? Cause this is like a town of the people who aren't leaving, right? Mm -hmm. And what Sadie is creating is this idea that you should continue to move on and grow, and the people here aren't that. So is there, like, in my head, because there are these walls of glass and this bubble of time, do we start to see, like, ripples mm -hmm. in the kind of still molten glass around Ooh. you? Because mm. these are people who have decided that they don't want to kind of face the truth at hand. And I guess this is yeah. a facing of the truth at hand, having, <laughs> against their will, rippled through mm. the space. They probably all have a bit of an ill feeling going on in their background. It's a town of illusions, right? Um, I imagine mm. if like the camera kind of cuts out a little bit, you see people in those kind of illusions that they have, that they've gathered from other people. I don't think we worked out how they did that, but yeah, maybe there are music boxes that let them see other people's imaginations and illusions and ideas that they have about this place. And as you change this mood, we see like things just flicker for a moment and some of those collapse temporarily. And there's a sense of, oh, there's something here that's messing with how this place works. And that something that's here is you. I don't know if they've realized it's you yet, but like, yeah, there is the potential to like run out your welcome here. Hmm. But um, you changed the mood. So I think all of that worked. There is the mood that is here mm -hmm. now is uh, this. Was it resilience is the word? Resilient, mm. yeah. And I guess the other half of this was whatever Oko was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is another, uh, well, potentially like a, a moment of peace mm. for me. I'm not sure. Or we just do it as a non moment of peace sort of like. Yeah bit of sculpture i don't know the other option i guess my big question is what is the outcome of you fixing these two things together is it that sadie is healed and is less burdened was that what we're aiming for yeah so i think with the brooch hole again there's something to focus reginald's connection to sadie through it yeah so one of the options is we have like projects in Rhine, which you've obviously not done because you'd normally have like a patch and a clock and you tick that a few times. But when you finish it, there is a complete a project move. So what we could do is just kind of skip to the end of this project and mm. roll that move because that might tell us how it goes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. In which case, I think I'm going to be rolling using my ideal. So a pure and present moment, because first of all, we're we're sort of reliving this moment in Reginald's life where he is currently present in a way that he has not been before and also is kind of currently mm. not alive, but more living than he has been mm. in, I don't know how many generations, many generations. Mm. 
so this is that moment is effectively for him what i'm trying to do is we mentioned this glass is so hot that it's always kind of malleable and i would imagine an, an envoy would be made of similar stuff but maybe mm. a metal as opposed to a glass because they're sort of asteroids or meteors whichever one is made of metal so i think effectively mm-hmm. we don't need a forge but ochre is beating this shard into into a shape and the shape that ochre is beating it into is a great sword piercing a starburst to kind of uh, acknowledge this moment both of uh, reginald the ninth splitting this remnant uh, this envoy and reginald the eighth sacrificing himself in order to save reginald the ninth and other sundry squires mm. and i'm Ooh. gonna roll and see how it goes, how it, goes. Mm. it went really well i rolled a double six so i hey! will be i will hey! be stitching that it's plus two so that's a 14 cool mm. um so yeah it says how it goes how you want um i think that would allow sadie to heal her wear and yeah <laughs> what, what is this like as I guess this is probably a question for, like, Reginald. Like, how does it feel as this burden is lifted? Do we see any Mm. change in Reginald? I think there is a moment where he picks up this new thing that you've made. Is it, like, brooch-sized, or is it a full sculpture? I think it's brooch-sized, so it's, like, it's now the brooch is slightly bigger because the emerald used to be inset, whereas this is kind of Mm. clamped onto the front of it. Uh, but it's yes, still, gotcha. yeah, like uh, accessory sized. I, I I love that. So he goes over to it and picks it up, and you kind of he stares at it in the palm of his hand. I don't think you've necessarily seen him like pick up objects with this kind of dexterity mm. or whatever before. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, so is your story. <laughs> you should wear it. And he um kind of like leans down. And gently affixes it to your 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 coat, your lapel, and I think kind of evaporates into light, like or or like slowly just kind of disintegrates from from the ground up. But there is a like porcelain shoulder piece that is left behind. Uh, Granddad, you still there? Mm. You feel him still there? Oh right, okay. Like he's not he's not vanished into nothing. I don't think you're you're yet to achieve greatness. Yeah. There is still work to be done, so you don't feel an absence of him. But you like touch the ceramic shoulder plate; it's solid. Oh, I'll also look at Sadie and go. Uh, do you need to wear this for the bond, or I don't know. Do you feel better? I do. Oh. I guess, I guess you don't then. Uh, do you want? Do you want this? Maybe that, like that, would be a cool. And I'll pick up the like porcelain shoulder piece and and hand it to you. Sadie, like, uh, you know, grabs it, holds it with both hands, and looks it over, and then looks up at Ochre. I think it would actually look rather handsome on you. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, sort of looking. Kind of heroic, I guess. With a, you know. All right, yeah. The shoulder plate is as light as a feather. You put it on? Yeah. Do you remember that terrible deal we made earlier? Oh, no! (laughs) My termites! Yeah, I think you feel like a swarming from below. Like, can we we eat this? 
and they're going to use their obligation to make that demand on you. Yeah. You don't have to accept. You don't have to accept, but I think I'm going to I'm going to say no. Mm. So, when someone when someone calls on you, they pick one of the things that it will cost you if you refuse it. So, I think it's their opinion of you will shift. Uh, if you don't accept it. I mean, I'm going to have to say no. It's like this is yeah, yeah. Uh, an important piece. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like swatting a couple I, away, like you can't I, I, I keep like my the energy. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I, I like the energy of that. It's like oh, we all had a, a, a delightful family moment. Ah, oh, termites freeze <laughs> <laughs> frame. <laughs> they do like a little angry sort of like little hissing. It's like, a living. And yeah, now my termites hate mm-hmm. me. Do, do we leave this uh, with you all leaving these caves, having had this moment yep. of reflection and peace? I, I, I think we could be at the mouth of the cave, sort of like looking out onto the road and, and the bridge beyond it and knowing that uh, our journey next will take us into a place with time gone wrong. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> Adam, that, was, that was really good. Oh my god, so I had much so much fun. That, that was yeah, a thanks, delight. <laughs> I'm glad people enjoyed it. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Heal This Land by Joshua Specht. Dark Times by Falls. Ghosts by Enoch Yang. And Raindrops by Moments. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, heroes. But don't worry, we're going to be back next week with an all-new series of monsters and other childish things. In the universe of Starwall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this time I'm going to talk about mental health. 
You see, uh, you may have noticed this week's episode is a little bit late. Yes, it's still going to go up on Monday, but boy, is it getting posted a lot later than I want it to be posted, and really that's because of a combination of the anxiety and the depression that I face. It is uh, a challenge sometimes to find the focus to work on the things that I know I need to work on, even if I know I need to work on them, because I just can't. I, I can't bring myself to, to cross that hurdle. And it has taken therapy and some medication to get me to this point where I am relatively able to, to handle myself and I only have these moments every now and again, which is a definite improvement over how things have been. So I'm going to encourage you, if you have been struggling, reach out to somebody. At the very least, talk to a friend or an acquaintance. If you are able to, seek out the help of a professional because things like therapy are really and truly valuable. They are professionals whose sole job is to make it so you don't need them anymore. That's the goal, right? Is that everyone can be whole and complete, happy people standing on their own. So if you're struggling, I encourage you to reach out. If you really, really are struggling, then the National Suicide Hotline has a hot a, a, a three-digit code now. You can dial 999 if you are in dire need. So please do that if you need to. We want you to stay around. Thanks, heroes. If you enjoyed this show, you should check out some of the other shows on the One Shot Podcast Network. Shows like Neoscum. Neoscum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, the acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neo-Scum crew on a Purell rockin' road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Start off with a random group of people together, and end with a lovely, beautiful story of found family. Neo-Scum's one of my favorites. Give them a listen, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.